Today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at SeatGeek, the best and easiest to use ticket platform out there. They take the confusion out of buying tickets using a 0 to 10 scoring system and a green is good, red is bad color rating system so you and your loved ones get the best deal possible. So whether it's going to see our beloved Red Legs at Great American Ballpark, the Bengals over at Paycor, FC Cincinnati, one of the area college teams, or pretty much anything in between, use promo code RIVERFRONT at checkout and receive $20 off your first order. Click the link in the show notes to download the app and get started. That's Riverfront, one word, for 20 bucks off. And welcome, everyone, to the Riverfront Red Show. This is episode number 508 of the world's most dangerous podcast, where we discuss the Cincinnati Reds and, on occasion, Jeff Shaw. I'm your host, Nate Dotson, and with me this week is a host of Sophisticates. Bat leadoff, Joe Farsing, host of the Bengals Show, also here on the Riverfront Network. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Did you call us sophisticated? You know, I lie on occasion. I, I mean, I'm that's the first time I've ever been accused of that, so I'll, I'll take it. I'm happy. Uh, I'm doing awesome, man. I'm ready for actual offseason to start. Uh, congrats to the Rangers, but I don't really care about the Rangers or the Diamondbacks, so let's get the let's get red stuff going on here. I love it. Also joining us this evening is your friend of mine, Tim Daniel, host of Late Night Reds on it. On, you guessed it, the Riverfront Podcast what? Network. This is crazy. What? This is wild. What a day. Tim, how's it going, buddy? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. <laughs> Next Monday, college basketball season begins, and I will Ooh. not see my family till March. Uh, they're going to be very upset with me. So it's great. It's great. It's great. Am, am I allowed to say go who's when we literally have content creators for the Bearcats, Xavier, Northern Kentucky, and Miami of Ohio? Uh, yeah, it's your network. You do what you want. I mean, you can be the riverfront, you uh, Virginia <laughs> correspondent, so you just got to cover the games. If we get enough fans in the Cincinnati area, we'll see what we can come up with. It was um, cool. I, am, I got that credential today. It said the riverfront. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I wanted to text my text my mom and be like, look what your little boys do. And she's like, son, you're almost 40. <laughs> get a life. Um, I am super, super pumped about this episode. We are doing our what is going to be an annual free agency agency draft as we all know the World Series just ended. And we're gonna pretty much lay out our strategies for how we want this free agency period to go for our beloved red legs. But before we go any further, if you're listening now, watching now, please head on over to YouTube or your favorite podcast app and give us one of those subscribes, likes, or follows. You know, we don't like asking, but the podcast police will come put us in jail. If you don't. Whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police. <laughs> All right, I'm going to need to record that and on every episode. <laughs> Please do. Um, Send that to me, and I'll make sure that goes on a YouTube short. <laughs> I love it. So we should all be trying to avoid jail, but if you're looking for somewhere you do not want to avoid, that's our Patreon family. Heck of a community. We, uh, this show would not be possible without the support of those guys. So if you want to go a little deeper, help keep this ship afloat, and maybe get a couple rewards in the process, maybe. Maybe some exciting things coming. I don't know. We'll see. Why not join us? Just head on over to patreon.com slash riverfrontcincy or click the link in the show notes. Gentlemen, World Series. Quick thoughts. Start with you, Joe. Um, Glad it's over. It really wasn't that interesting. I kind of feel bad for Alec Thomas. I mean, it was game five and not game seven, but him just totally whiffing on the, on the uh, roller to the outfield, let two runs in, next batter hits an absolute bomb. One run game becomes uh, five nothing. So it's again, congrats to the Rangers. I wouldn't have picked them the beginning of the year. I wouldn't have picked them in midseason, but hey, last one standing. So, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, the Rangers did uh, win the World Series over the Arizona Diamondbacks four games to one. Um, I don't mind that Alec Thomas play because I had my fair share of hilarious mishaps in my high school athletic career, so knowing that guys on this level also do it makes me feel a little bit better about myself, though I was paid slightly less. NIL was not a thing back then, nor would it have been. It mattered for me. Tim, what were your thoughts on this uh, Rangers versus Diamondbacks matchup? 
Um, I thought back to 2010. If you had said a Roldis Chapman would be a two-time World Series champion, what would you have thought the teams would be? Shouldn't it not be the Cubs and the Rangers? Yeah, that's a good point. The fact that neither of those is the Yankees either is a fact that I love. I it's 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 the tale of you know all sides of the coin, right? The Diamondbacks put together, kind of built from within, made some moves at the deadline, uh, snuck on in, as we're such fans of saying. And made it all the way to the World Series, got outclassed by a team. Joe, you said you wouldn't have predicted the Rangers to be in the World Series midway through the year. I might have. They would have been on my short list. They were slugging all year long. They got a little bit cold uh, just after the deadline, but they picked it back up and were kind of there the whole time. I certainly wouldn't have predicted it before the season began, but they are what I think a lot of us, at least a lot of our um, listeners and viewers, they built from within. They went and made free agency moves, spent a lot of money, spent a lot more than we can ever expect the rest to spend. And then maybe it was at the deadline. They they tried to win a World Series in every aspect of team building. And if you are a fan of a franchise and you don't at least want that for your team, I know it's not realistic to expect every team to do that. But if you don't wish you lived in a world where that was your reality, I don't know what to tell you. So you got to root for a team that, tries everything they can do to win it all, and then goes out and does it. Uh, any other thoughts on the World Series before we move on? Nope. All right, so with the uh, big news as far as we're concerned here at the Riverfront is once the World Series ends, free agency begins. As I understand it, there is a little five-day window where teams can re-sign their own players. But you can't sign with the new team until this five-day period is over. I know the Braves already signed one of their guys. I think a couple other teams may have also. So the question I'll have uh, first for you, Tim, is when are we going to get some Joseph Daniel Votto news? I assume in the next couple of days. Um, you know, if the, the five-day rule, and it feels like there's a decision already made, um, and that kind of makes things a little bit more fascinating. But I kind of figure we'll probably hear about it by monday and we know whatever side it goes yeah i think you're you're probably right i have a feeling that like you said the decision's already been made perhaps some phone calls have already been made and we're gonna hear something soon don't know what that is can only speculate i am prepared for the worst yep while hoping for the best now we have a lot of people that listen to this show. We have a lot of people in our Patreon community, and we have one person that is a guest host on this show today that has a different opinion than I do about <laughs> the uh, the future for Joey in this franchise. But our opinions don't matter. Bob Castellanis does, and Nick Crawls does. We're going to see, and we're not going to stop rooting for this team no matter what happens, but, but we'll see. Joe, when do you think the first big name is going to fall? I know an NBA, like an NBA trade deadline, as soon as the clock strikes midnight, <laughs> you're starting to hear things. Like, like the dominoes or are falling immediately. 3 a.m. like the other night. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. The, it seems like things crazy. sort of trickle up until the uh, the winter meetings. But when do you expect the first name? Or do you I have mean, a prediction I'm, for who it is? I don't know. I'm expecting on November 7th that uh, Shohei Otani to the Reds will be announced. Ooh, um, you heard it here. I don't know, like 30th, but you heard it here. <laughs> um, real quick to touch back on uh, the Votto thing. I think the longer it takes for any news to come out, it bodes well for him staying around with the team. If they were just going to decline and, you know, he's going to go on his own, we'd hear about that fast. Um, obviously, everybody has made their decision as to what's, you know, as to what's going to happen. So, I again, I think the longer it is, the more chance there is that they're going to work out some sort of, you know, it's, it's not like it's going to be on the 6th and then all of a sudden, yeah, they declined his option. He's a free agency. You know, he's a free agent and go from there. So, um, but yeah, it, back to, you know, when the first big name's going to fall, it'll be, it'll be a little while. You might get somebody like um, Josh Bell or something signed somewhat early, someone, you know, just trying to get out ahead. But the big names are going to wait until there's all the big meetups and Boris and his ilk can get together and bid everyone against each other. Yeah, I suspect that you are correct. Um, I can't wait to find out. This is the most excited I have been about a, a free agency period in a long, long time. It's a yeah, weird position sure. when the Reds are not, we're not just 
wish casting that they will do something relevant just so the Reds capture the media's attention for a couple hours. We, yeah. as a fan base, and I think this goes for every vintage of Reds fam, are hoping and expecting them to make some moves. Trades, sure. I think half the fan base is all about trading people to try to win now. The other half wants to hold on to prospects. Whatever. Not here to litigate that, Carrick. What I am here to talk about is we all want to see free agents signed. We all do. And let's see what happens. Um, yeah. Let's get in some news of the week real quick. Um, this one I found pretty interesting, and you two are local to the Cincinnati area, so I want to get your take on it. Dave Parker getting his own street. Um, I was a little surprised when I saw this. I obviously know he played for the Reds, had some really good years for the Reds. Those weren't particularly good Reds teams. So I had to dive a little bit deeper into why he got this street named after him. And it turns out he, you know, from the area and pillar, pillar, pillar of the community. Um, Joe, do you have any insight, any thoughts on the Reds naming a street after Reds Hall of Famer Dave Parker? I think it's awesome. It's again, it's someone who's done a lot for the community. And yeah, he only played a handful of years for the Reds on the uh, downside of his career. But um, I mean, he's borderline probably should be a Hall of Famer. If, if you compare him with his peers, um, the, the guy was one of the most terrifying hitters. Someone that was that big. And when he had the broken face, when he had the hockey mask, could you imagine standing in the uh, pitcher's mound uh, facing that guy? And he, guys threw like 84 miles an hour. Could you imagine only having that in the changeup, throwing the ball to somebody six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds? Um, looks like he could squash you under his boot and throwing garbage at him. Like here, don't hit it back up the box because I will die. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, you're local too, buddy. How did you feel about the Dave Parker news? I'm with Joe. I think it's great. Um, I met Dave Parker once, and Thanks. he was super, super nice. Um, Unfortunately, with this Parkinson's, he did sign a ball for me, but it just is not legible. It sucks, but yeah. I still have it here behind me in one of these stacks. Uh, was just so cool and so awesome. And, uh, you know, still had side of that swagger. Uh, still had the gold chains when I met him. Uh, I dug it. I'm a big fan. So I think it's great anytime the Reds will honor somebody and honor their community and honor people who've done so much for it. So, yeah, I have no issues whatsoever with Dave Parker getting some love. He did own 100%. a. Um, I was gonna say uh, he did own a uh, chili parlor, Empress Chili in Milford, yeah. you know where I lived. So it was uh, so that was pretty cool. We never he ate there because we were gold, gold star people, but still, he's Man also responsible for one of my favorite pictures of all time. And unfortunately, with why he played for the Pirates, but him that black and white photo wearing that shirt that just says, "If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys bopping." I love <laughs> it. Wish I had it queued up. Um, Highly, highly encouraging. You want to go check that out. We actually had that on the Riverfront shop for a little while. I might need to bring that back. That was a good one. All right, some more news. Um, Spencer Steer got named as a finalist for the utility slot in the Silver Slugger race. Um, really awesome to see him get that nod. I think he's certainly deserving of it. Unfortunately, the two players he is um, co-finalist with are pretty good. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger. Um, Tim, any, those, just, just those little guys? Yeah. Don't worry about those little guys. Yeah. Um, watching Mookie Betts play shortstop and second base and center field and all. On a whim? They're like, hey, we just need you to do this today? And he's like, sure. I'd be awesome at it. Yeah. Thankfully, he's played for some high-profile teams, um, unlike Mike Trout. But I think he's one of those players that we're going to look back on after his career is done and just kind of be blown away. Maybe we're not appreciating him enough, even though we're certainly appreciating him. Yeah, he's so I agree. Good. Yeah, for sure, man. I think Red Sox fans will forever just feel pain from that trade. Oh, um, and I'll tell you, I don't feel sad about it. Um, but, Sucking. yeah, it's going to be very unlikely Spencer Steer gets that over those two, obviously. But it's great he's there. Um, that's alone as an accomplishment for being your first full season, the bigs to be named amongst those two guys. Um, that's unbelievable, but steers the man. I think he's going to, you know, he's probably your three hole hitter of the future, uh, depending what happens with Ellie and Matt McLean. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited for the future of him. If this is the beginning, what's going to happen when it comes like year five, year six for him. 
Yeah, I uh, am so excited about his role in this team going forward. And I've seen a lot of people sort of predict that he is what we saw last year is kind of what we're going to get. And I, I don't agree with that. I think it's going to keep getting better and keep getting more, more valuable. Uh, we do need to um, pause this broadcast for some breaking news for our YouTube viewers only. Joe just uploaded the Dave Parker picture, and it is just legendary. The hat. Is yeah, it's the hat that makes it. Absolutely the hat. The hat that he's wearing, the hat on the uniform in the background, nothing has any business going this hard. Dave <laughs> Parker, legend. I'm just going to go change my local street name to Dave Parker Way tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. It's like he's wearing a sun hat that you see some, you know, some old lady wear when she's out in the garden, and yet he makes it look like a bad you know what. Yeah. He probably wore it to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Absolutely. So congrats, Dave Parker. Well deserved. Um, up next, uh, Tony Santion. We uh thought we were maybe saying goodbye to young Tony. Turns out not yet. Um, Tony has agreed to a minor league contract with a major league invite to spring training. Reds need help with the bullpen. I'm not mad about it. I'm not, you know, going to pour myself a glass of champagne, but it's, it's good stuff. Joe, any thoughts on Tony Santion? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, if he spends the entire year with the Louisville Bats, awesome. That means he did well enough to not get uh, not get cut and still getting paid money to uh, uh, to play a kid's game, but I don't want him pitching in the Reds bullpen. I, it's He's been up several times, and A, can't stay healthy, and B, can't stay over the strike zone. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that bullpens are so hit or miss, so volatile yeah. that you never know. You want to take all the flyers on guys like that that you can. Have the stuff, but haven't been able to put it together. You might get one of those magical years. So whatever, not a bad piece of business. Um, well, something a little bit cooler. Um, Tim, I want to go to you for this one. Friend of the show, not even a friend of this show, friend of Late Night Reds, hosted by Tim Daniel. He's below me. Paul Yanish, the new Chicago White Sox director of player development. We love seeing Reds succeed somewhere because they often do not do it in Cincinnati. Um, Usually it's on the diamond. This one is behind the scenes. Uh, Tim, thoughts on Paul? Um, I, I shared with you guys before here, but I did shoot him a text and say congratulations. And uh, he's, he seems like he's really excited. I know Carlos is actually really, really good friends. Him and his wife are really good friends with Paul's family from their time coming up in the system together. So I'm sure he's thrilled to see his buddy get it, uh, get this opportunity. But uh, well, for those Paul's, that don't know, Tim's talking about Carlos Mencia. Comedian. Yes, yes. I forgot about that guy. That's yeah, the guy, the guy who stole everyone's jokes, Carlos Mencia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but. I think it's awesome. Uh, the White Sox certainly need player development, like the, you know, as they just lost 100 games this past season. But Paul was <laughs> yeah, really well respected for what he did at Rice um, amongst the community. Uh, we're supposed to have him on the show at some point, but now I guess now it's probably going to be a little easier since he's not doing college recruiting trips. But he did a great job at Rice. So I'm excited to see what he does at the big leagues. Yeah, super cool. Congratulations, Paul. Hope you crush it, man. Hope you crush it up until the Reds play the White Sox in the World Series. And then I hope we'll that see. all of your players fail miserably. What you got, Joe? What he can do is he can try to convince the people that uh, Edwin Arroyo is better than Luis Robert or uh, yeah. uh, Eloy, or Eloy Jimenez. And like, and then when they become something, like, hey, I went after these guys. I You know, you can't trade for Eloy Jimenez. He was on the IL one time for the 15-day. <laughs> He's injury-prone. Right, right. I love this. Joe's... Planning a C that the Paul Yanish is a is an industry double player, agent, a mole from behind the scenes, <laughs> getting the Reds to the playoffs, or they may or may not win a series. <laughs> Last piece of business: uh, we are saying goodbye to some players, and they are Harrison Bader. Nobody cares. Buck Farmer. People care. I'm not one of those people, but. I don't have anything bad to say about Buck. Buck was as good as I could have possibly wanted him to be, which wasn't super, but it was fine. And I think that he's going to go catch on somewhere. And I hope he has a lot of success and a long career. Any thoughts on either of those two? I like Buck Farmer when he's not in the role he had to pitch for this Reds bullpen. I think if you put him in a less, um, what's sort of looking for, less, um, 
high leverage. Lower leverage, yeah. Yeah, lower leverage. Thank you, Joe. Words are hard. Um, <laughs> you and Nick crawl both. Yeah, no shit. Um, I think on a lower, less low, lower leverage situation, I think he's a really, really good major league pitcher. But the situations him and Jabot and we're, we're in this year, it's, it's not. They're not those guys. They're not the yeah. guys for that. So. That's a really good point. Mine and a lot of other people's opinions of the Buck Farmers and Andrew Bows of the world are because Andrew Bow, who led the world in appearances, Buck Farmer, who's pitching all of these eighth, ninth inning setup man closing roles, and they're just not suited for them. Yeah. Which is what we saw time and time again. That's why we got so frustrated with a lot of the moves that happened during the season, the, the Luis Sessa experiment. Um, players that are i always forget that was a thing <laughs> it broke my heart players that are perfectly cromulent that could actually help a ball club being asked to do things they're incapable of doing so i hope we see a whole lot less of that on a year where the reds are expected to contend and probably going to be picked by a lot to win the central so yeah stay tuned it all comes down to what happens in free agency Woo! And, and to litigate that what a transition, man. I, I'm hitting my strides in podcasts. That was pretty good. You are. You're a professional. Yeah. I think it gets better when I don't acknowledge I don't know if the mortgage world is for you anymore, Nate. I think uh, this should be your call. <laughs> this is your calling. If you want to buy or sell a house in the Southern Virginia area, give me a call. <laughs> um, so we are going to do our first and hopefully annual free agency draft. Um, this is going to be a particularly fun one because the Reds have almost no money on the books which gives us a free agency budget to play with. I hope I don't have to say free agency that many more times because that's not working for me. Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, so the way we're going to do this is very few parameters. The three of us can choose any strategy we want to employ. It is going to be a snake draft. We are going to have 100 million fake dollars, Castellini bucks, to spend <laughs> today. <laughs> and the reason I chose that number is because with the Reds' current commitments – um, that would put them pretty close, give or take, to what they spent in 2021. So it's not as much as I don't think any of us expect them to spend, but it is not an unreasonable amount, and it would put them right in that sort of league average range that we would love to live in. Um, we're going to do five rounds. It is going to be a snake draft, like I said, and we are going to assume for this exercise that Joey Votto's option is not picked up by the team. Um, I personally just give you a little tip of my strategy completely. I'm going to leave Joey out of this because my, my dream would be for the Reds to set their budget, fill it with free agents. And then Bob Castellini make a phone call that says, Hey, can you add 10 or 15 million to that solely to sign Joey Votto back? So I'm going to pretend that I live in a world where that is happening. Otherwise they're adding 15. If they're adding 15 million, then they were really screwed up because 15 million is going to be more than what the option was when you figure out the buyout. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not putting it past them. This is a team that went yeah, out. So you it out after they got rid of everybody in 2022. They decided they found 10 million dollars to sign a Mike Miner. So they're not smart with dollars and you know with dollars and cents. So I wouldn't yeah, put that past them. I want them to uh, spend spend money with their heads and re-sign Joey with their hearts. So we did a little predetermined little random organizer thing. And oh, it was I, predetermined. Yeah, it was predetermined. Uh, not predetermined, random. Totally random. <laughs> and darn it. <laughs> I'm going first. <laughs> I promise. Random list or random organizer. Just so we're clear. Selected me first. I gave Nate this website many moons ago. So I can't understand right, you know random, what? but I also we're was doing... we all, Joe and I did not witness this random. <laughs> we're doing this. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna random. Let, let me randomly pick. Oh, and I get the first pick. Yeah, he, did, he didn't click it, it five times. He just clicked it <laughs> once. Doing it again. You you know you can put the share screen so we can all see what's going on, right? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Can I do that? Yeah, you go to present, and then share screen, and then you tell it, it asks what tab you want to show. Share screen. Share make, make sure you have the ones on the incognito uh, tabs out of the way. <laughs> Just know when you see Japanese, it's for the free agents and nothing else. All right. I did a new one, and Joe wins. Wait, my name is Time? <laughs> I, did, I did it all out. I'll do it again. Y'all are all the worst. Jeez. Oh, Randomize. Not oh, enough time. All right. There you go. 
Screen share. Nate, Tim, and Joe. After all that, I get to go first again. All because Tim got mad that I misspelled his name. You spelled We're time correctly, me. though, so there's that. Yeah, there's that. It's yeah, time, time change week. So, time for you, you know. shut your dirty mouth. Tim change week. Tim change week. <laughs> all right. So, um, I guess let's talk strategy a little bit here. Do we want to go realistic or just are we dreaming? Because obviously with the first pick, I would love to pick Shohei Otani. However, I don't find that to be a realistic play. I don't think there's an amount of money the Reds can give Shohei that gets him here. So, I mean, if we're giving the Reds $100 million to play with, then we're absolutely living in fantasy world. So, right. Yeah. This is build the best team you can with, you know, with a checkbook. Right. This is true. around all the young prospects they already have. Uh, well, yeah. I can't say prospects anymore. Young core. Prospect hugger. All right. Known prospect hugger, Tim Daniel. Mm -hmm. So for my first pick, I shoot, I have to do it. I was going to try to just be realistic, but I have to go show Hey Otani. Okay. That is the only way. And we are going to do this, by the way, with only average annual value, no years. Okay. Because that gets too complicated and I'm not smart enough to, uh, Retain all that information. So for my first pick in the 2024 free agency draft, the Reds are signing Shohei Otani to a deal worth $50 million annually. I think that is both somewhat realistic as far as the value, though unrealistic for the likelihood. But I have to do also, it. Yeah, and also remember, Shohei is not pitching next season, so he won't be pitching until the 25 season. He's not going to help us there. He's probably going to just DH a lot, but in my fantasy world, we have Shohei in the outfield. Okay, I like it. Doing work. Yeah. All right. Tim, you're up next after the third round of random organizing. <laughs> <leave the> first. <laughs> um, I am going to go. I think this is part realistic and also me – being super nostalgic. Um, I do want to take Teoscar Hernandez, but I know Joe's got it circled, so I'm going to go ahead and leave that for him because I'm a good friend. Um, and I'm going to go with Sonny Gray for Ooh. the AAV that he has right now, which according to Spot Track is at uh, 20 mil, 20, 20 million, 310. So uh, this team needs a front end starter to go with these young guys. Um, someone that they can count on to throw innings and be there and could take the ball every chance without it, without having injury. Um, obviously, this is a guy who's been successful at GABP in the past. He's a former all-star in his time with the Reds and was really, really good those two years with the Twins. So I don't know if the Twins are going to try to keep him. I heard St. Louis is also trying to make a move for him. But um, in this circumstance, Sonny Gray comes back to Cincinnati and we play P. Diddy's I'm Coming Home. I love it. I love it. All right. So you that, said at how much, by the way, did you sign him for? 17 mil. 17 mil. Do you think that uh, that's going to be enough to get Sonny? I mean, you got to think he's 34. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, right now, Spotrick has him listed as an SP3. I don't think that's the case, especially on the Reds. Um, I still think he is a front-end starter. But – it might have to be like a 20 mil thing, but in this exercise, I'm saving money to get bigger, to get some more guys in there. So. All right. Sony taking a discount to play with the Reds. I love it. Yeah. Joe. Um, that's yeah. who I was initially kind of circling around. Um, again, I, I think that's a very reasonable pick. That's a very reasonable, um, uh, uh, you know, for what you what do you have them for 17 8 you know maybe even closer to 20 uh but i'm going off the board here i am going with yoshinobu yamamoto i thought uh, about yeah. it i thought dirty about dog. it dirty dog dirty <laughs> dog um this is who what i was I'm, actually going to take if i didn't feel like i had to take shohei he's got the ceiling of a number 1 of an of a legitimate ace not just a number 1 i mean of a legitimate top 5 yeah. top 10 um he actually is pitching tonight. Well, yesterday, by the time this hits everyone's feeds, but uh, game six of Japan series, he got lit up, had his worst start ever in game one. But um, yeah, I, I think he's going to, uh, I think he's going to be fantastic. I, what I've seen somewhere five years, 90 million. So similar contract to uh, 
to Sunny. I don't know how to figure out posting fee. Or, no, you know, how, 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 okay, we're not, we're not counting posting fee. Okay. So yeah, I will throw, I will say 20 million just for a round number because I think the Reds might would have to go above and beyond. But he is my number one. Shinobu Yamamoto. Won the draft. I, right. I I love that pick. Um, I'm enamored. We'll see with that if that is enough. Of, this guy was one of the Japanese, the, the Cy Young of the Japanese League. He is the truth. I think yeah. so. We'll see. The Reds do have a history of signing Japanese players. It hasn't worked out super well for them, but I do think they should have given Shogo another chance. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, great pick, Joe. And because it was such a great pick, you get to go again. Wow, that is my lucky day. Reds have a history of shiny, signing Japanese player. They have signed <laughs> yeah. one. The Reds have had one Japanese player play Chan for them Ho in Park their history, which is... Yeah, uh, Chan They Ho traded Park. for Shinsu. Not Chan Ho Park. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shinsu was Korean. Bruce Chen. Bruce Chen was Korean also. Well, no, Bruce it. Chen was Panamanian. Oh, that's right. Oof. Yeah, which makes makes no sense. Like I, I get, You try not to like assume people's... Right. Today I learned we need, a, we need to pay a producer to edit that out. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. You Darvish, you Darvish is Japanese Iranian, so that's you know you you never know. Yeah. Um. Second pick. I don't. I want to say Belly, but part of me isn't convinced that last year wasn't. I want to say the last hurrah, but that's that's his ceiling. Um. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Thank you for saving him for me, Teoscar Hernandez. Sure. Um, he made 14 last year. That's probably about. I mean, he's he's 31. He's gonna you know. Uh, so what? 14, 15? Is that probably probably reasonable? I'll say 15. 15 I like it. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that answers uh, fills a super huge need for the Reds. And I, I honestly just like that pick. Joe, I hate to say this, but I like your draft so far. I do too. Thank you. All right, Tim, you are up. Um, I'm going to go with the other big name free agent outfielder uh, who just played in the World Series and was an all-star this year. I'm going to go with Lourdes Goriel Jr. Um, we all know how good the Reds look as far as left-handed outfield hitters for the future, uh, whatever you want to call the future of TJ Frieda, whether that's two more years um, I still think he can be a serviceable player for another couple of years in the big leagues. But uh, I think Goriel is an excellent fit for what the Reds need, a guy who can play multiple outfield positions and is a right-hand bat. Uh, Spotrek has him at 14.6, so I will sign him for $15 million. $15 million, fantastic value. All right, I like that pick, too. I feel like, man, Shohei better be good. <laughs> <laughs> I spent half my budget. I want to be out of this thing before we even get going. Um, I don't even know how much I spent, so don't worry about it. I'll let you know before your next one. Okay. All right. So Tay Oscar's gone. You know, I don't. How much, how much did want... you go with Sonny? For Sonny, he went seventeen million. So, so we got thirty-two. Thirty-two. All right. I got. I got money. I got money. Here's a problem that we are looking at: is that I would like to go for another outfielder. But the options, the, the, the pickings are slim. So I'm going to go back to the start and pitch them well. I'm going, um, I'm going top heavy with my wishes, okay? I'm going Aaron Nola. Who is a bad, bad mamma jamma. And I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend heavy. I'm going to spend heavy for him because we have to convince this guy to leave a red and white team and come to another Red and white team. And I'm going to give him $25 million a year. I don't know what he's going to get, but I think he's going to, he's going to command some. I don't know. Any, any thoughts on that gentlemen? No issues. He's probably the surest bet of the top of the rotation guys. So I, uh, I mean, the Reds are going to have to overpay to get him. I see him staying where he is. I'm staying in Philly. He's, um, there are some other guys that I think that I could have gotten for a bit cheaper, but I mean, I think about the rotation next year with him as a piece of it. And then the following year with Shohei back in action and buddy, you got to like my Reds team. Now we'll see how this all plays out. 
So let's see what else we've got here. I am a little bit worried about how this is this is going to play out from here on. So I'm going to get into the reliever game. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal high leverage arm from a competitor. I got to figure out how much I'm going to steal him for. I'm going to take Jordan Hicks. Oh, what was that, Tim? Huh? That, so that, was, was, that? that was me. Was that, that, that was me, me saying, darn, shucks. I, uh, yes. I love doing anything that makes the Cardinals worse. This guy throws the ball. I think he was once clocked at 217 miles per hour. He's not on the I, Cardinals anymore. Blue Jays. Blue Jays, sorry. <laughs> shows you how fun the season was after the trade deadline um and i am gonna give him what did he make last year i can't um, find it so i'm just gonna i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give him you think eight million a year gets it done sure yeah we'll go with it that's what i'm paying eight million. uh he was yeah. only making 1.8 okay five mil it is <laughs> but he was also uh uh, also, uh, last year of ARB, so he'll, he'll he'll get a pretty healthy raise. Yeah, I'll stick with eight. I can't cheat. Man, my 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 pool is dwindling. All right, Tim, you're up. Oh, with hold on. For some reason, the Hyundai ad is playing in my ear as I look at Spot Track. Um, you, can, so... you can draft a Hyundai if you want to. Well, you've been in my car. You know I drive a Hyundai already. So same Hyundai's Hyundai's are great. Yeah. Hashtag warranty for life. Yeah. Um, you mentioned relievers. I'm going one also. I'm going with the fight that I had for months that everyone disagreed with me on. Um, and I have a feeling at this point, with how where he is in his career, um, it's probably not gonna be super expensive to have him as a setup guy for Alexis Diaz and give me the return of the missile. I want to roll this chat and back in our bullpen. I will do seven million for Chapman. Yeah, the Reds absolutely need power arms in the bullpen. Um, literally, the only guy they have in the roster that can throw it. And not that like you have to throw a hundred to get guys out, but you need someone who can throw the ball by you. And Ian Jabot, he's not thrown by anybody unless they're looking something else. Right. I would also <laughs> love the thought of uh, you know Chapman in a firm setup role. Like he's because he's been a little volatile lately. Yeah, and um, you know he has he has some good memories there. I would say that his uh, his interests when he first got to Cincinnati were some of the most exciting electric atmospheres we've experienced as Reds fans. One thousand so, percent. Um, interesting pick, but I'm not going to argue with it too much. Joe, you have two in a row, and you have sixty five million dollars remaining. For reference, I lot. have seventeen. That is a lot of money to play with. I'm going to have money left over, so I'm going to have a hell of Same. a vacation when we're done. Sure, um, better be good. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till 2025 when he can throw. Um, sp- sticking with the reliever thing, I'm going for a closer. I, I think Alexis Diaz, I honestly think he's a better setup guy than a closer. Um, I'm going with Josh Hader. Ooh. Imagine Alexis Diaz setting up Josh Hader. Uh, he made 14 last year. Um, I got him penciled at 16. It, is That's probably reasonable. 16. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I mean, he's he's still been good. So you figure at, at the very least, he's getting a nice cost of living. Uh, I love cost it, of living adjustment. I love it. Did you say you want him as the closer and Diaz as the setup man or vice versa? Uh, I, I want Hater closing. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that for a second. I Chapman's okay. setup and Diaz as a closer is, is one thing, but <laughs> Diaz as the setup man, Hater as the closer, you have one of the most. Probably the most terrifying eighth to ninth innings in all of Major League Baseball. So, well, it done. doesn't suck. It does not suck. Do so you have forty nine <laughs> million dollars left? I'm gonna have to overpay for somebody just to uh, <laughs> just to make Johnny some noise. Cueto forty million. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Lifetime services contract. Um, I am going Mitch Garver. I think the guy crushes. Um, Thought you might need this. I, I I know I brought it up before in the uh, in the Slack channel. Also, another reason you guys want to join Patreon, you guys get access to the Slack channel, which is just 
literally any topic under the sun. Obviously, a lot of Reds, Bengals, uh, basketball. There's a ton of basketball conversation going on right now. Um, I'm still lost with the NBA, but I'm trying to catch up. But um, you're doing great. I try. Mitch Garver, I again, the, the guy crushes. He just got a ring, so he doesn't need to go chasing a ring. Um, he made 3.9 last year. I think I would I would even spend eight million dollars for him. Uh, with the Reds bringing back Maley, that means Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India get packaged and Ooh. and uh, swapped out for somebody. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what his metrics are for catching, uh, for framing, and all that fun crap. But the dude can rake. I like, I it, like a lot. it. Yeah. What do you give uh, me? Um, it said he. I, I would give him eight. That's, That's double mean. what he made, and he's thirty. 30 almost 33 so that that's a nice uh nice you can give give him 40 if you want to you've got the budget all right tim you have uh this is your next to last pick and you have 61 million dollars to spend (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna have to overpay for this one i don't love the value but i do like the idea of the player i'm gonna go another right-handed corner outfielder um and i'm gonna go with randall grichuk so Grichik made about six mil you last love year. Love this guy. Yeah, I think just as far as like I, I know a lot of his numbers are the Coors effect from his half from his uh, year and a half he played with the Rockies, but and I know he didn't necessarily have the best numbers in Anaheim when he was traded there at the end of the year, uh, in the Mustakas deal. That's such a weird thing to say, but you know he's a guy you can kind of count on for about 15, 16 homers a year. Um, I think a GBP. As a right-handed hitter with the porch there in the in the Terrace outfield left 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 field area, I think he's a guy who can hit about 20, 21 homers at the stadium. Um, so, you know, not the greatest defender by any stretch of the matter, but this team needs more guys like more right-handed outfield hitters. Uh, no more Stuart Fairchilds. No more guys like that. And uh, I would be happy to have Randall Gritchuk come and hit twenty home runs at Great American Ballpark. So I will take Randall Gritchuk at his his AAV right now is at six. Oh, it's at eight point eight eight mil. I'll do ten. Okay, man, I really painted myself in a corner with the Shohei move. I went top heavy. Yeah, but you have to to get Shohei. I mean, that's <laughs> right, like you that's your it. only choice. Yeah, but all the marketing you're gonna have money left over that you can get guys at the trade deadline because all of, you know all the jerseys you're gonna sell. Yeah, New Balance is going to set up a shop in Cincinnati. There you go. I love New Balances. I got a couple pair. You would. I got a ton of shoes in general, so I, I I've got every like I've I've got all the brands to you know to make sure that I'm fit for everybody. So that's a dad statement. Now we know. <laughs> riveting, riveting content. My wife makes fun of me because I make sure my shoes match my outfit. It's I'm bad. Same way. Yeah. Same way. All right, so I am going to go with, I've got one, two more picks. I'm going to go with somebody that's going to help us in the rotation, but isn't going to carry that top-end load. If anybody's paying attention or taking notes, you can tell that I'm terrified of our rotation. As much as I love the high-end upside that our our guys have, they need some some stability. Um, I'm going to go with Alex Wood. You got so, wood. Listen, you're hilarious. <laughs> um, Alex Wood has had a heck of a, heck of a career. 33 years old. Um, made 12 and a half mil, but he's only getting projected at about six mil for next year for whatever reason. And I think the Reds, as much as they need somebody with ace upside, they even more so need some some of that mid to late rotation filler. And if Alex Wood is your fourth or fifth guy, you're doing a pretty good job. So I'm going to overpay Alex Wood a little bit, and I'm going to go 10 mil on Alex Wood. Any thoughts? So do you get Kyle Farmer back then because he was his personal catcher during his time with the Reds? Listen, if you think I'm not spending my last $7 million on Kyle Farmer, you're crazy. You free agent? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know, but if you gave him if you gave him seven million dollars, I'm sure the twins would send him back. True. 
All right, so I got one last pick. I have the seven mil to spend, and where do I spend it? I am going to try something that I'm not sure is going to work, holding out and hoping that he uh, wants to take a one-year deal for a little GABP bump. It's going to play a little first base, a little DH. I'm going to spend my remaining seven mil on CJ Crone. Ooh, that's a nice risk to take. I like that. No, I can hit. I think that's slightly undervalued for CJ. I think uh, Spot Track says more, something more than eight mil range is going to get him there. But I think as a, I believe, unrestricted free agent, taking a one year deal to uh, just mash, mash dingers and GABP could help him secure that bag next offseason. So, my, we'll get into that later. I am done and I have spent every single dollar I have. To, for you all to do that, Tim, you will need to spend fifty-one million dollars on your fifth. <laughs> I can Joe, tell you, I won't be doing that. Forty-one. So round out your rosters, gentlemen. If you have the money to spend on anybody, like we didn't, this doesn't have to be who you want in order of most important. You can go out and get Cody Bellinger. You can go out and get these dudes. You have the money. Do it for the content. Do something. Well, now I feel like I'm like really letting everybody down. So thanks, buddy. Just me, just me. But what's new? Well, I was gonna get another like <laughs> cheaper, cheaper relief arm option, but now I feel like I gotta spend real. No, money. no, no, no. You can go. <laughs> you, you can go realistic. It's fine. All right. I do think that the you know we got to move on from this Buck Farmer Jabot era, like we talked about. And I think Aroldis and like Joe said, Josh Hader were good steps to that. So my last pick, who doesn't have an AAV but made three mil last year with the A's and the Orioles, I'm going Shintaro Fujinami. I think would just be a freaking incredible guy to have in this bullpen Um, with, you know, the guys that they have already. I suspect that Lucasin's probably back next year, though. I don't love it. Um, Even though he was really, really good his last month of the season. He was really good the first half. Yeah. But he got, he got pretty darn volatile for about a two and a half month stretch. Yeah. But Fujinami was a guy that, you know, Baltimore traded for a reason when they were in impended chase. And did really well for them. I think he carries the momentum to Cincinnati. Put him in the pen. I love it. I love it. Uh, Four mil. Four mil. And in pure Castellini fashion, you did not spend your $47 million. (laughs) And we were going to have some epic bobblehead nights. Waiting. Bro, don't forget, we got to have money for the Green Day concert. That's true. That's true. Hey, will you buy me tickets to this Green Day concert with this forty-seven million that you save? <laughs> yeah, I'll yes. take us. We'll make a riverfront outing. All right, Joe, your last pick. Who you got? You are muted, and I don't know why. Joe, we cannot hear you, sir. I'm going to try to lip read for Joe. He said, "I will give fifty million dollars to Joey Votto." Blake Snell, 75 mil. It's <laughs> <laughs> not paying Blake Snell. We have lost Joe momentarily, so I'm going to recap real quick who we all have. I have a top-heavy a top heavy roster. I got the Reds going for Shohei Otani, Aaron Nola, Jordan Hicks, Alex Wood, and CJ Crone, and I spent every bit of our budget to do so. Tim, you're looking at Sonny Gray, Lord Goriel Jr., Rollis Chapman, Randall Gritchick, and who's your last pick? Shintaro Fujinami. Shintaro Fujinami. I need which would be that. a great offseason. Let's just be realistic here. That'd be pretty awesome. Joe, you with us? I think so. Can you hear He's me? Back. Yep. He's back. The man's back for his last pick. How is that for suspense? Let's go. It's just trying to build the dramatic tension. Um, did I miss anything exciting in the 30 seconds that I was out and back? Um, just that uh, I think you're about to win this draft. So who you got? The smart move would be to go to Jordan Montgomery. Um, again, the Reds need another starter, and I mean that's I mean that would give them a one. T- that would make Hunter Green what number three? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going that way. Um, I'm going with Will Smith. Boom! I just guaranteed the World Series. <laughs> he is the first player in any of the major four sports that has won three straight titles with three separate teams. It's going to be four for four. His uh, market value is six and a half million dollars. We're all going to Sizzler. We're done. I love it. We can just, I'm going to put a 
dollar sign by how much you were supposed to pay him because you can afford it. Um, uh, that's kind of outside the box taken that I appreciate. Well done. <laughs> million to spare. All right, so we just said what my roster is, what Tim's is. Joe has... Um, I feel horrible. I deleted. I closed the window. What is the name of Yamamoto? Yo, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yamamoto, who is God. I cannot wait to see that guy pitch. Yeah. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Josh Hader, Mitch Garver, and Will Smith. Guys, y'all have pretty good teams, but there's a lot of money left over. You sound like half of Red's Twitter that doesn't want the team to spend money. That's all I'm going to say. I mean. We I got crawled. I think if the Reds <laughs> spent the money that Joe and I have suggested, I think they'd be pretty pleased. Let's, yeah, let's they'd be pretty is. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make up a graphic and we'll leave it to the uh, the interwebs to see who won the draft. Well, All right, that was a lot of Shohei fun. Otani, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a certain vintage Reds fan that are going to think that's a horrible move and too expensive. You can't yeah, you trade any- for Mike Trout. We need this guy in Daytona who's hitting 210 and getting an OPS of 600. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Don't you talk about Carlos Jorge that way. All right, fellas. I'm going to get into some viewer mail. Do you want to join me? Uh, yeah. Sure. While I, got, while I got time. I love it. I was about to burp. That's why I started to do that. So let's power through these real quick. It's We're running a little bit long. And, uh, man, I'm having too much fun. So as always, these questions come from our friends at patreon.com slash riverfront where you too can join the family. First question, we got some good ones today. Seth Shane says it's cold and we are officially on Vado Watch. Indeed, we are Seth. You've already talked about it during the show, I'm sure, but please rate your level of sadness if they don't bring him back. There will be a pull over my house for some time if he doesn't retire a red. So I guess there's multiple ways to interpret that. Will he retire having only played for the Reds, or will he retire on the one-day contract? Will he go in a hall in a Reds cap? I don't know, but for me, it's a 10 out of 10. I will never be more sad about a single Reds moment than if I have to see Joey Votto play in another team's uniform. That will be exacerbated if they don't spend much money this offseason and still chose not to give him the, I'm going to call it a send-off, even though we, who knows with Joey. He could play one more year and retire. He could play three more years and have 40 home runs next year. I'm not going to put money on anything. But, yeah, I feel I think I'm more invested in Joey Votto's career as a Red than any player I can remember watching, and I will be the saddest. And we will do an emergency podcast when we find out what happens with Joey Votto if it's not awesome. Tim? 10 out of 10. No doubt about it. I mean, my favorite player in franchise history. And my favorite player of all time played for the Reds, and he's still not my favorite player in franchise history. So, Love it. Good qualifier. Joe? Your favorite player is Rich Aurelia? Yeah, how'd you know? Wow, that's Quentin, impressive. Quentin McCracken and I, man, that's my dude. I got so many <laughs> baseball cards. Um, 19 out of 10. It, you know, if he goes... um, Yeah, I mean... It, it's to bring it back around to the concert. It's going to be melancholy and the infinite sadness. If uh, nice, does uh, I don't I don't know if Nate Nate do, Nate do you get that? No, that's a double album, nineteen ninety five, released by Smashing Pumpkins. Fantastic. Um, my older brother was so cheap that he bought the double album for a Christmas present. One disc went to me, the other disc went to his twin. So for Christmas, we got to split a double CD set. That was really cool. Riveting content. <laughs> it, it it is. I know. I've got, I've got to make it personal. Um, yeah. I mean, it it, it would suck. He's again your favorite red my uh, of my lifetime, and, but it's coming sooner than later. Whether it's this year, whether it's uh, next right. year, so it's you don't want to rip the bandaid off, but you sure as hell don't want to see him go to any other team. Fair enough. I will say one thing. One further thing. Pick up the option, you cowards. Next question is from them. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. I was going to say, if, if you're not going to spend the money on like players that are going to help the team, then play, then spend it on someone who's going to help the box office. Well, we could have an entire podcast about whether or not Joe Votto would help the team next year, but we'll do that later. Yeah. Um, next question comes from Dwight Kelly. Dwight says, random question. I'm sitting here in Camp Washington, Chile, 
Nice. Hearing Huey Lewis well. and the news. Is it really hip to be square or is it square to be hip? Please clarify. Gentlemen, I'm going to leave this to you because when he said I'm sitting here in Washington, Chile, I thought he just made up random words and stuck them together. <laughs> like he put them in a random organizer generator. And that's what came out. So I have no context, no clue what he's talking about. How do you feel about Huey Lewis in the news and Dwight's question? Well, sports is an amazing album. Um, I think everyone needs to have in their vinyl collection. And Dwight's our producer of our live pod, so he will forever get love. True. Um, but it is hip to be square. It is hip to be square. Yeah, when you're talking about the guy who's saying the power of love from Back to the Future. Right. Um, this is the guy that knows the heart of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants a new drug. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can't say I'm the biggest Huey Lewis fan. I, Back to the Future is my favorite movie trilogy of all time, so I've got a soft spot. Uh, he's definitely, Huey Lewis That's is definitely square. Podcast, podcast conversation for later. Favorite movie trilogies of all time. I love it. If only we knew someone who, you know, we tried to get to do a movie podcast and wouldn't do it. Damn. Gosh. Be a brilliant idea. Um, so, yeah, it's sure. It's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. Love it. All right. Next question comes from Kyle Kapler, who is quickly become one of my favorite Twitter follows because he, typically I do not engage with anyone on Twitter because I just don't care. But mm-hmm. Kyle does, and I agree with almost everything he says, and it entertains me to no end. So Kyle, sorry, my cat's going to make an appearance also. What's up, Shrew? Cool. Um, Kyle says, will the Rangers miss any of the prospects they traded away to win a World <laughs> Series? <laughs> um, I'm just going to leave that right there. I don't, I, I don't think so, Kyle. Amazing the, question. The, yeah, I mean, the Baby Acuna is probably the one that's probably like, oh, that one hurts to give up, but also... Doesn't anymore. They, yeah, they were spraying champagne all over each other in a covered locker room last night, so... Sure doesn't hurt. No thing hurts now is any open wounds when that champagne got inside of it. Yeah. What's hilarious is Scherzer really didn't even make much of an impact at all. I know. So the one prospect that they would have hugged and actually stung actually was, you know, is one that they didn't really get any uh, much return on the investment, but yeah, they... Banners fly forever. Yeah, banners fly forever. That's the goal. You're not allowed to complain about anything for five years after you win the World Series. So exactly, they'll be fine. Uh, Joey Gaditza says, "Silver team, Bob." Haven't said that in a while. Well done, Joey. Bringing it back. He also says, "And Phil, like, what is the point of a Phil Castellini?" (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh out loud. What is the point of a Phil Castellini other than to give us uh, endless content fodder? Well, content. Someone's got to put out some fresh produce. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he comes out with another PowerPoint next year saying, uh, you guys, if you, <laughs> the Reds are barely above 500 before the season even starts? I hope so because, I mean, I get tired of Photoshopping the same picture of him with a mountain of blow in front of him. So um, the, the more content I have to make fun of the guy, the better I am. Absolutely. All right. Next question comes from Rich Thompson. Um, uh, succinct as always, Rich. There's a lot of buzz surrounding Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dating due to her fans slash Swifties coming out in droves to see Chiefs games to hopefully catch a glimpse of Taylor supporting her new boo. Bo? Boo? Boo. It's my understanding that Taylor Swift has a history of frequently breaking up with guys and moving on to someone new. If this is true, and if she eventually breaks up with Travis Kelsey, I say we encourage her to consider dating one of our eligible Cincinnati Reds. I love this, Rich. Well done. Just imagine the media exposure, a new generation of fans taking interest in the Reds, and the additional revenue that such a pairing would bring. Good point, Billy with the Castellinis. With all this said, which Red do you propose to be Taylor Swift's new guy if and when she dumps Travis Kelsey? If she wants the Cougar, it's Matt McClain. Because he's like he's the guy. I like yeah. that. He's got that pretty boy demeanor. Uh, Rich seems to think Joey Votto could be that guy. Um, he did put his name out there. He threw his hat in the ring for such a thing um, within the Dan Patrick show, I believe. Um, I want to go full, full entertainment value, and I want to see how the internet will blow up with um, Taylor and Ellie. That's also cougaring, but I, yeah, I, I think it's... that the uh, the electricidad would. Um, it, it, would, it would inject the Swifties with a certain amount of life that they are not prepared for. Yeah. Injecting electricity. God, they're getting kinky. 
Um, I really don't wouldn't do that to anybody on the Reds because they're going to end up with some song written about them after the breakup. Um, that's still better than a Kardashian. So it's Bronson. We want to go X Red. She goes to Bronson, and then they just have song battles back and forth. I, I would say Phil Castellini because I mean, if anybody deserves to get dragged, it's Phil Castellini. And, and she wouldn't have to be like, I, no, Grant. She never mind. She still has more money than the Castellinis. Maybe we can get her to buy the team. There Never mind dating somebody. Buy the team. Now we're the talking. Cincinnati it Swifties. It can't be Jonathan India because he is an expecting father. Congrats. Congratulations to Jonathan, Jonathan, and your partner. His name I cannot recall off the top of my head, but she's a lovely lady. Um, I don't know. Spencer Steer would be. I, mean, I feel like that would just work. I feel like they would not break up. They would just be together forever. Yeah, Maybe, so. but he's got the old. He's got an old man hairline. Is she gonna like a twenty? Four-year-old with a receding hairline. She might. Let's not pretend that Taylor Swift is this. She's not Janelle Bunch no. or whatever. Giselle Bunch no. or whatever her name no. is. Like, no, not at all. She's a pretty gal. This picture, she's a handsome man. All right. We've, we've I'm going to say Kirk Casale. They're the same age. They were both born in 89. Okay. I was born in 89. Actually, he was born in 88. I lied. He's who turned 39 here. Or uh, 35 here in a couple days. I was going to say, so, Joe. It's 35. I, I'm the old okay. one here. Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> But you know what? She's going to go for a high-profile guy. It's either going to be Ellie or it's got to be Hunter Green. The right answer is Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver. <laughs> there we go. All right. Our, uh, our oldest patron, James Urban, says, Are you all pro-Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving or wait until after? These are the kind of questions I love from our family. We just, I, yeah, we just had this I conversation. This online, yeah. And I have come to the opinion that this is this is the only way christmas decorations immediately after halloween but no christmas music until december 1st i will die on that hill tim um so i'm with you but my wife was playing christmas music already for my daughter today while i was working and i was like what are we doing <laughs> but then i started humming along so Nobody's perfect. Was was yeah. it Mariah Carey? All I want for Christmas is you. Um, no, I I Good. love that song. I don't care what anyone has to say. I'm going to record myself singing that song to Joey Votto on repeat for hours. Yeah. That's all I want for Christmas. Joe, any I thoughts wanna, on? I want to see yeah. Joey Votto sing "Last Christmas." That would be fantastic. Um, no, you guys are completely wrong. You cannot put up Christmas decorations when there are so many leaves on the trees. You still have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's its own thing. People don't decorate, but I'm cool with that. Um, Got to wait until the day after Thanksgiving. My wife is like, she's chomping at the bit to put up decorations now, but it's wait until the day after Thanksgiving. Christmas music, December 1st. And Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. It happens on Christmas, but none of it has anything to do with Christmas. What, what's the spirit of Christmas? What, what, what's, what's, what, where is Santa Claus? Where, where's little sweet baby Jesus? Where's any I'll of that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Alan fucking Rickman. That's the spirit of Christmas, <laughs> all right? Tim with the first F-bomb ever on the Riverfront's Red Stone. <laughs> I love it. Everyone would have laid money Alan that it was Rickman. me. Hans Gruber himself. Chad and I have a, have a, have a brother who had a uh, hilarious interaction with Alan Rickman at the <laughs> London theater of whatever the most dope theater in london is and i'll tell you guys off about it when we're off air because this is the funniest thing in the world it involved him being accosted and references to the sheriff of nottingham i'll just leave it <laughs> that all right last question brandon Kemet. nick crawl loses his phone and you stumble across it with time to make one phone call assuming your nick crawl impression is immaculate just put a shoe in your mouth for effect who are you calling to send the Red Legs to the World Series? Since you're the GM for one call, no limits on spending or prospect capital. Nick Kroll gets to make one decision. The qualifier, which made my answer different, was the move since the Reds to the World Series. We'll start with you, Joe. What you got? Who's I mean, who, who's the best pitcher right now? I mean, it's. I mean, the Reds have decent enough hitting, you know, to win with. Um, I mean, it. Degrom, if he's healthy, but he has, he's never healthy. 
Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander about 185 years old. Who's like who's the best pitcher right now? Do you go with somebody young like a Spencer Strider? I, I want someone that I'm gonna count on every fifth day. Um that you know that that's done it for, you know, done Zach it for Gallen. at least five years. Zach, yeah, Zach, Zach Gallen's Gallen. not not a bad call at all. I mean, that guy was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. Zach Gallen. Yeah. Um Julio Rodriguez. But he doesn't pitch. Julio is a good call. <laughs> he might be able to. Who knows? Um, I love it. All good choices. Spencer Strider or Ronald Cunha Jr. would be a good answer. Um, I don't know how realistic we need to be, so I'm just going to stick with my $50 million man. It's Shohei. He's, he pulls an Aaron Rodgers, and he comes back in late August ready to pitch in the playoffs and dominate. I love it. Great questions, guys. Um, that's going to do it. That's it for the Riverfront today. I really appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening and supporting the Riverfront. Uh, please tell your friends. Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube, your favorite podcast app. Any parting words of wisdom? Joe, start with you. Who day beat the crap out of the, out of Buffalo Bills on uh, on Sunday Night Football? Absolutely. Sunday Night Football is coming up. Go check out uh, the Riverfront. Bengals show the Bengals show as we're calling it they have fantastic week-to-week coverage and live reactions post the game and incredible incredible pre-game predictions often from Tim and I because we're awesome the best and any parting words subscribe to Riverfront you we're killing it right now we're getting ready for the season love it we've got amazing things going on covering all of the area sports teams we're starting to branch out a little bit it is pretty cool what we've got going on i literally can't believe it some of the times so please subscribe everywhere and once again huge thanks to all of our supporters and especially the ones at patreon.com slash riverfront cincy seriously we couldn't do it without y'all so shouts to adam dunn shouts to lisa Veto, to wayne crinchicki and eli cash for joe farsing and tim daniel and jeff shaw This is Nate Dawson saying take it easy, Cincinnati.